Hey, what's up? This is Brendan Kelly. I'm from the Lawrence Arms. I'm from the Falcon. I'm from the Wandering Birds. I'm uh, uh, from Chicago. I'm from a lot of things, but right now I'm on the Anthony Rogers Show, and you're listening to it. Hey. You are now listening to the best show in the universe, the Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it's not. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show. Tom's Coffee Roasters is no joke. Some seriously good fucking coffee. Uh, Jason, the owner, and Roaster sent me a couple bags, and they smell and taste fucking amazing. Fresh roasted daily, and they ship to your door. What the fuck could you ask for? So since you're already drinking some charred bullshit coffee, which is definitely not as fucking good as Tubbs, do yourself a favor and hit him up. TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com Be sure to use promo code AR15. Yep, like the gun. At the checkout, 15% off all coffees. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have an absolute legend uh, from... Uh, if you're into punk music, you're into music. Uh, if you're into Arby's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Dude, um, no. Very happy to be here. Well, at least one of us is, man. You know, like one of us <laughs> has to. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking, dude, absolute honor to have you on the show legitimately, man. But uh, no, uh, I, I found uh, your, your Arby's trolling shit was hilarious, too, man. Like on, on Twitter, like the, uh, the nihilist Arby's shit you did. That's, that was a couple years ago, but that shit was funny. Like, legitimately. Oh. I just did a I just did a post today, man. Um, Maybe I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Then that's probably what it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's still it's still going. I think it's bigger than ever too. It's I, I mean like that's not like I'm not, I'm not trying to put my dick on the table and be like, dude, it's actually bigger than ever. But I mean like, <laughs> if it's true, like, it's fucking you know, true. There's the thing. I've done a lot of uh, creative endeavors. You know, like I've pitched TV pilots. I've like flown to LA and like pitched movies written movies i've made my own movie i've been in something like a thousand bands and i wish any of that shit that i cared about got like one tenth of the attention as fucking (laughs) (laughs) you know but you know so that's that's how it works um you know the dudes in the fat band 303 they were a folk band and they just started doing 303 as a joke (laughs) now they're you know no, that's how I feel. Like you directly described how I feel about my podcast. Like I think this is the dumbest thing I do, but it does the best. It, like I mean, it's fun. I'm not trying to say this is like you know what I mean, but like, compared to like yeah, movies. I've done a bunch of shit too. Like that's so what's like. It's like this is like the dumbest thing, but it works the best somehow. It's like it's like I just set up in my kitchen or not today, but usually just step in a kitchen, talk to fucking people that should say no to me, like you, and like and like somehow it's just like you know what I mean. Somehow it's just like magic. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how the energy is like that. Like how you feel the same way about music. Probably you're from. Are you from Missouri? I was reading on like uh, Wikipedia or whatever. I am originally from Missouri. I grew up in, um, like, outside of St. Louis. And where at? I'm for, that's why that's where I'm from. Where, where at? Um, like, sort of like unincorporated University City. That's hilarious. Okay, yeah, like 50 minutes outside of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like um, exact same neighborhood as Nelly. And <laughs> me and Nelly are almost the same age. Um, These are like family, basically. Then I guess like if you. Well, whatever I'm trying to like um, gauge how well I'm doing in life, I always look at Nelly and I go, <laughs> "How well is Nelly doing?" And uh, and you know, I, I I base myself against him. And for a while, he was doing a lot better, and then he was doing a fucking lot worse. And now I think he's back on doing better now with these new McDonald's meals and stuff. But uh, <laughs> there's a book. Wasn't there this book, like, like, this guy, like, related his life to this, like, uh, he went to high school with, like, some famous NFL player, and, like, he'd relate his life, like, every time he, like, won a Super Bowl, he'd, like, relate to, like, what he was doing. He's like, well, I did, you know what I mean, I made dinner tonight or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it just, like, compared his entire life. To, I forgot what it's called. There's something like that. That'd be, that'd be a good book, like, you you comparing Nelly's life. I'd, be, I'd read that probably. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should do it. But I, I, moved, I moved to Chicago um, to, uh, uh, to Boys Town when I was um, – 10 but my my father still lives in southern missouri in springfield my mother now lives in on the lake of the ozarks and um like that kind of like hillbilly stock is like deep in my veins and i spend a lot of time 
in those like sort of, or I used to spend a lot of time in those like sort of like hillbilly enclaves. Uh, you tell about your sense of humor. You like you have a Missouri like, like when I read you're from Missouri, your sense of humor made more sense to me. It's, it's, it's like a very <laughs> it's a very like Midwest sense of humor. I'm from here and like uh, and I, I know all those areas you named. It's crazy. Like but uh, but no um. I think like when you told me your central time too, it threw me. I knew you're, I knew you're probably from Chicago when you said that, but you know, it just makes sense to your sense. I never clicked that until it's just said on Wikipedia, like, like five minutes before this interview, I was like, Oh, I better do some homework. Right. Like, <laughs> I, and it said Missouri. And I'm like, Holy fuck. Like that's, that's small world, man. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, like I consider myself to be a Chicago. Well, yeah. A, and, a, and a Missourian. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a, uh, you live there most of your life. It makes more sense. Yeah. I just, but, but like, but yeah, no, I mean, there's, I mean, I wear this hat. This is a uh, Jacob's cave. This is the closest commercial cave to my uh, parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. In fucking southern central Missouri. So no, know. it's a small world, man. When I saw it, that was crazy. I mean, I, I know there's only 50 states. I mean, so it's not that small like, of a chance. You know, it's one fiftieth of a chance that somebody's from here. I guess like, like, like that. If you look at the stats that way. But uh, so you, what got you into music originally? Like, what was your like kind of moment that was like I should be a fucking like punk rock star or whatever the fuck you know? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. And, and it's kind of hard to answer because, you know, like, I think the whole thing is like a prestige of uh, a zillion different like time sort of small moments. Right. Um, but right. like I used to love um, there was like stuff that I would love on the radio. And I always loved like the look of like punk, you know, like I loved like the, you know, in, in the 80s. I mean, I'm old. So it, it was like the sleeveless shirt and like the headband, you know, like that was like enough to be a punk. Right. And um <laughs> And, um, like, I would see, like, those videos. And I didn't like, like, Billy Idol or any shit like that. But I, like, I like the look of, like, the punk in, like, Star Trek The Next Generation. He had the mohawk and, you know, he's listening to the boombox. It's like, do it to you and I say screw you. Like, I loved that shit, you know. And then, <laughs> and then I also loved, like, and I, this is so weird, but, like, Cameo. You know that band, Cameo? They did Word Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, to me, was, like, the punkest shit when I was a little kid. I mean, I was like, these guys are black and they're gay. I grew up in a gay neighborhood and I've got... Boys town, I, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a gay uncle. So that, like, kind of thing never was, like, a thing that was weird to me, you know? Like, as much as it probably was to a lot of, like, uh, you know, 10-year-old boys uh, in the <laughs> 80s. You know what I mean? Uh, but... um and I was just like, dude, these guys are gay. They're black. They got mohawks. They're wearing like jock straps. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Like, this is so, it's freaking out everybody. And I love that shit, right? But then um, I, I think somehow randomly, I used to live around the corner from Reckless Records and um, in Boys Town. And I would walk up there. And, you know, I was a little kid and I didn't have any money. Like, I didn't have anything to do with my money. I made an allowance and I, like, I didn't, you know, like bang hookers or do coke or anything, you know? So I just would go up there and fucking buy tapes and I would just base it on the covers of the tapes. And um, somehow over the course of like doing this like twice a week for like a year or two, I developed this collection and the stuff that I gravitated to towards happened to be punk. I didn't have like a big brother or anybody like that was cool telling me what to do. I was just like really flying blind, you know, uh, judging books by their covers and stuff of that nature. And um, I, you know, I fell in love with the music and I, I've been like writing music since I was a real little kid. I don't even know what that's about, but I do remember I wrote a song called Rock Mania when I was like six. And I just always like, being a showman and stuff like that and then uh and then my friend chris uh who's a guitar player in the lawrence arms he's like i'm taking guitar lessons and i was like oh fuck this this is gonna make chris so much cooler than me i'm taking guitar lessons (laughs) (laughs) at that point i'd already sang in a band but that was like purely like you know just like in a basement and i didn't know what i was doing whatever but like that's sort of how it all kind of came together we had friends who were like really talented musicians and I wanted to be a part of that. And I loved music and I had this very specific taste that nobody else really had. And, you know, it eventually led me, I guess, ultimately to here. Yeah. 
no, it's cool. It seemed authentic to you. Like, you seem like you're telling the truth. That's interesting. Like, uh, I think a lot of people try to like make it mystify everything and muddy the waters, but that's was, that was a really authentic answer. Like, it's, it seemed true. Like, uh, Chicago has that kind of thing. Like, you seem like a product of your environment almost, like, uh, like musically. Was, they had that kind of like, indep- like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, without, like, I don't know how to describe it. But they had that kind of like, you, I can just tell you're Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I you had that vibe of like with you. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that, you know? A lot, of the, a lot of those guys are all into like like music like like what kind of band you like oh you've never heard of them you never heard of the band i listen to you know like like, like it's like a, like, <laughs> like like new york and chicago have that thing you know they, they just have this like exclusive like i listen to so many different bands like and like like you've heard of like five of them you know right well you know i mean like shit dude one of the most important bands to me in the world is the goo goo dolls you know so <laughs> i'm not really totally like that either like uh I, I got a. Um, <laughs> That's a good I, band, though. That's a fucking good band, actually. The Irish song killed, man. Yeah, well, you know, before that, if you listen to like those early records, like Hold Me Up or in Jed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this Matt Allison is the guy that recorded all the Lawrence Arms albums, right? Mm-hmm. And um, except for the first two, but whatever. Uh, but <laughs> one day he was at my house and we were drinking beers and I put on the opening track of uh, Hold Me Up. And he turns to me and he goes, who the fuck did you record this with? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's the Goo Goo Dolls, man. But that is Matt Allison, like the, the fourth member of our band, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, he can't tell that that's not us. I mean, that's what we did when we started the Lawrence Arms. We just wanted to sound like the Goo Goo Dolls. There's two guys. One guy sang like this. One guy sang like this. It, like the whole... Uh, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's it's like fun homework if you if you have the any energy to do it. I guess <laughs> listeners, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. Like, uh, that's crazy. So, uh, did you what, like? So, did you come to the band later? I didn't do exactly. I'm, I'm kind of an idiot, uh, but uh, did you come to this band later? Did you start your founding member? Like, what happened with uh, your what's your story kind of like with the Lawrence Arms? Yeah. Well, so I started out in a band called Slapstick back and in the early, Falcon and, and stuff. Yeah, you're a bunch of other bands. Yeah, so, well, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Falcon is after, but in, okay. in like when when I was 16, I I was part of uh, starting this band called the uh, Slapstick, and Slapstick was like we had the good fortune of being like right there, like cresting the wave of uh, third wave ska, right? Um, okay, and like we were like. Um, but we were a punk band that just like kind of dabbled in style. We were a lot more like Operation Ivy than we were like Real Big Fish or something like that. Um, and uh, it's uh, and we all also we were far and away the best bands of that whole era. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and when that band broke up, I started a band called The Broadways with the old uh, one of the old one of the members of Slapstick. And then when the Broadways broke up, we started the Lawrence Arms. But because of the success of Slapstick, we were like ready to hit the ground running and just like go on tour. But no, I was okay. Um, I mean, Makes like sense. I recruited Neil and Chris to be in the Lawrence Arms. I named the band the Lawrence I, Arms. Yeah, I thought you were the guy. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, what, I, what made I, you name it that? Like, what was what was the what was the meaning behind that? I don't think I've ever read that. Uh, that was the name of a building on Lawrence Avenue that we lived in at the time. Okay. Um, and it was like an old, like, kind of like, I think it used to be a hotel or something like that. And funny story, we got kicked out of there. Um, we got evicted and we had to move out in the middle of the night. So uh, it's, it's <laughs> pretty hilarious now that like, that's like sort of tied to our legacy. This like very like sort of ugly, weird week of being alive <laughs> where i mean they were like the landlords were literally like letting in goons into our uh into our unit you know just like sit there and wait to kick my ass and stuff and chris was like he couldn't call me because it was before cell phones but like like i'd call from my like college pay phone and he'd be like do not come home do not come home he's here again <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so i mean it was it, it, it was uh it was fucked up but i thought that the name sounded cool and then forever because we didn't get popular for so long it would just be like 
what's your brand called? The Lord's Arms? And we'd be like, no. The Lord's the, Arms. Not the Lord's Arms, no. And then we were like, okay, we've made a terrible mistake. Like, the, <laughs> we, we how, named our band the wrong thing, you know? How long did it take you guys to blow up? You, like, formed in, like, 99, I guess. Like, how, how long of um, how long of a time did it take you guys to blow up, I guess? Um, everything kind of started in, like, 2006. Okay. And then, and then, and then, um, it didn't really start happening till like probably 2016. Interesting. 15. So did you have those like broke, did you have those like broke artist years in the beginning too? Like that whole, like, uh, that, that whole, like, uh, I think like most, I feel like uh, as a comedian, I feel like I had that, like, where I was just like a loser that partied a bunch. I mean, did you guys, but, but then like all of a sudden you like pick up and you're like, Oh, I knew you'd do it. Did, was that your kind of experience too? Like you had the, those broke artist years where you kind of partied and kicked it, I guess, or something or like, Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like, we like I didn't have a home for years. I lived in a van, you know. Like, uh, there was times when we play. <clears throat> There's one year we played 366 shows. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I like we like, and we had Christmas Day off. That was the other thing. So there was like two different days that we played two shows, and I remember we got home for Christmas. And the next day we flew to England. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, and like, you know, in the beginning, it was like, we go to like the fucking, like the shitty grocery store. It's like, now Aldi is nice, but it's like what Aldi used to be back in the day. Yeah, Aldi's nice now. Yeah, I know that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but like we go and it would be like, you know, we'd just like, like seek out, like it was like, Oh, yo, here's a thing of American cheese for 75 cents. Here's a thing of bread for 25 cents. We got it. And that would be our meals for the week, you know? Uh <laughs> no, I imagine. No, yeah, you have to, I mean, to get anywhere in entertainment, you almost have to make that sacrifice. I mean, you can't do it working 40 hours. I mean, some people can, but not most. I like you just can't fucking, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to, I mean, you almost have to sacrifice that to get anywhere in entertainment, I think, or art or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the thing is, like when you're young. And you're out there and you want to do it. There's something really fun about it, too. You know, it's like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, be sad sh now. Like holy shit, we're eating for a dollar. All, <laughs> all four of us are eating for a goddamn dollar all week, you know? And, um, and, that, and that was like, that was great. But, and then that saved us, like, you know, the other, like, six bucks we had in the band fund by 40s. <laughs> that night you know <laughs> no yeah yeah i guess like in your 20s there's like a, a romanticism to it to where you're just like the whole the whole traveling thing and the whole like you know whatever like that uh like, like does touring get annoying now for you or is it still fun is it still fun for you or oh i i love it and that's you awesome know, i just did a um i just did an acoustic tour um that's badass i've been uh, like, killed for about a month and give me links to give me links to acoustic songs here's like I'll, like if i google that shit will show up yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do a, like a thing that's like that is mostly like the sort of recorded iteration of the acoustic stuff called uh, Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds. Cool. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. That's acoustic. But then record. I also have like a pure acoustic record, but that's just Lawrence Armstrong's that I covered. That's acoustic. what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but awesome. The, I'll look the Wandering Birds stuff is, and it's not all acoustic actually on record, but it is the stuff that I play the most when I go out and hit the road with it but it was cool to to get back out on tour i mean because um i don't know about you but i've been trapped in this fucking house for a year and a half <laughs> you know so oh yeah the major I, cities man yeah no the major cities freaked out for sure when um like when all of a sudden like we we decided to go back out it was just like yes and then as soon as we did it was like Oh, and now there's this like new variant of this disease, and it's you know much more yeah. dangerous. And I was like, yes, just in time for me to go to Alabama. Perfect. <laughs> it's funny. Alabama probably hasn't changed much. I mean, most of these most of these states don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm in Missouri, man. Like, they, they, you couldn't even fucking tell unless you're in the city of St. Louis itself. I mean, they, they have like mandates, I guess, sometimes, but you couldn't even fucking tell in the rest of Missouri, man. That, that any like if you didn't have, like, I don't know, like there was no difference. Oh, <laughs> like, dude. When, the... I, when I drive down to see my mom, it's like, you know, you got, we, I got two kids, you know, like, I mean, they're not little, but they're 11 and 13, but like, 
we got to stop here and there. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, uh, Ben. And like, we, like, so let's say we make four stops on the way down. It's an eight-hour drive. Every time we stop, it was like, okay, this time I don't think I'm going to wear the mask because I, <laughs> I don't want to get my ass kicked if I do. <laughs> you know? like, as we get farther and farther south. Yeah, so uh, you know your crowd. Yeah, you got to know your crowd for sure. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah. I'm vaccinated. I guess it's fine, but like, uh... well, Chicago would be the opposite. Like, if I went there without a mask, they'd fucking kick my ass. I mean, it'd be the, it'd be the fucking opposite, you know. And like, major cities are like that. They're like really, like upset. Oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the mask, the mask stuff is for real, but 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 it's just like, yeah. But down there, it's just like hostility. It's not like, excuse me, can you put on a mask, please? <laughs> it's like. Yeah. That lady that's smoking inside and she's barefooted <laughs> is fucking staring at me. <laughs> and I feel like she's going to reach up with her five foot two frame and punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Tennessee feels to me. They're all smoking in the gas stations, like everywhere in Tennessee. Every time I cut through, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they're just like I, chain smoking, like, like just the 90s still or something, you know, early like the 80s. Oh, yeah, man. Tennessee is wild. I was just there on that tour and uh, it was so funny. I like, you know, I played um, Milwaukee, sold out show. I played Green Bay, sold out show. Uh, yeah, Minneapolis, two sold out shows. And then Chicago, sold out. I mean, these shows nice. are like, congrats. Nah, they're, they're, not, they're not in huge rooms or anything, but like, you still know, they're awesome. Still, still awesome great. Stuff. And then St. Louis, sold out. Then Memphis, <laughs> 30 people. <laughs> and, oh. and the thing is once 30 people showed up i was fucking stoked because for the first two hours the doors were open the only two people that were there was this couple that drove up from baton rouge nine hours i was like wow <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how far away my closest fans are to memphis uh <laughs> yeah memphis is kind of fucking weird memphis is like the kind of town everybody thinks st louis is you know it's like it's just like fucking crazy. I think I, I've I've gotten so fucked up in Memphis, and it's just it's a crazy town. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's 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 cool, man. I mean, I like Tennessee. It's just uh, they don't like me. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No, it's how it's how shows are. If you're if people are honest, man. If you're like doing stuff, I mean, sometimes like it'll be huge. Sometimes it'll be four people, and then like. I, I mean, if I mean, not literally, you, you, but you know what I mean? Like, like, you'll be like, whatever, you know, it's like crazy. That's how comedy was like starting out. Dude, would be like, I played from like a thousand people, some, some event in like Oakland or something like that. And then the next one, I would be like, like, it'd be like four people that saw me at that event in Oakland, like going to some town around there. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, some, totally. or some shit like that. No, I definitely, if people are honest, I mean, that happens a lot probably in art, you know, it depends yeah. on most people just aren't honest and they're just like, fucking, they're just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not the true self. So there's bullshit. Like, so it muddies the waters, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh. Um... Are you a writer? You write like um like literature and stuff. Do you seem like a writer? Like uh, you remind me of a lot of people I know that write. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Um yeah yeah um I do write um actually uh so I write a blog called Bad Sandwich Chronicles Beyond Thunderdome. I did see that. Okay, out there should check out. Um and there's a Bad Sandwich Chronicles that's already out there that that's just free on the internet. Um and um uh and then a while ago I wrote. A novel. I mean, probably. I mean, it was only ten years ago. Maybe, maybe more. And uh, I tried to like shop it around, and I got like less than crickets. Like even the crickets were like, "Man, we're not even going to interpret this," you know. So, <laughs> um, and and um, I put it away, and then I just like took it back out, and I read it, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, this actually doesn't suck." I thought like I was, I like you know, I'd let the um, uh, the lack of interest affect my opinion of it. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and, and it's like, it's a weird book because it's set in Chicago, but it's supposed to like kind of like read like an old Russian novel or like the Tin Drum or something like that. And so it kind of felt like, I was like, oh, why did you write this like fucking weird stilted prose? It's so weird. And then I read it now and I'm like, that's fine it's good. It's cool. You know, like you were just too, I was just too close to it at the time, but I will say some of it hasn't aged particularly well. Like there's some, uh, 
terms that I think I would have to change in it if I if I wanted to. Uh, and it, it's about it's about a guy that's kind of stupid, and he kind of like uh, he the idea was that he's an unreliable narrator, and he like says some things that are really really dumb, and some things that are really offensive. But I just don't think even with that sort of. Uh, <laughs> uh, book ending that like it, it's quite ready for public consumption. <laughs> it's just pushing and piss people off. Like I mean, it's like well, I mean that's that's also a possibility. Well, could, just... It's free marketing. Yeah, anybody, anybody that complains becomes your free fucking like publicist, man. You know, mm-hmm. like they tell ten people immediately that like you fucking suck. You know, and that's great marketing, honestly. Yeah, it's, I mean it's true. Uh... Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. No, you seem like a writer. You have a, you seem more of like a writer than a musician. I mean, you dre- you're dressed like a musician, but you have a, you seem like a fucking like uh you seem like a like a writer for sure. Like, I don't yeah, know why. Well, yeah, that fast all- minded stuff like that, that most these writers have, you know. That what's always been my thing is um writing, and even like in you know the Lawrence Arms or the Wandering Birds, uh or whatever the it's like the writing is always like what I've excelled at. I mean, like. My voice is interesting, but I don't know that it's good. And uh, no, I think Mozart's kill. No, I think you you kill music, man. Honestly, otherwise I wouldn't have, I wouldn't fucking annoy you to be on this show. I'm like I'm like I'm like, like, you know I mean? I'm like, I'm like yeah, I just asked this dude that sucks to be on a pod. I mean, I wouldn't even do that, you know. Yeah, I, think, right. I, I think your band kills for sure, man. Like you guys are good. Well, thank, thank you, thank you. Um, and and like, but like writing has always been the thing that I have been. <laughs> Writing's always been the thing that's brought me to the sort of big kids table when it comes to music, you know? And uh, like, hey, if you can write well, you don't need to be able to play your instrument. You don't need to be able to sing, really. Like, you know, you just <laughs> you just need to know what you're doing. And, and like... That's true, I mean. And it, like, you know, there's, there's so much evidence of that out there. Um, and and I find it to be... I, Bob Dylan is great evidence of that you oh, know shit. yeah he's the first I mean, mumble rapper like, it's like if, if if fucking like if bob dylan had a great voice he'd be paul simon ha, that's what, yeah no <laughs> for paul, sure but instead paul simon just wants to be bob dylan you know that's so funny i never thought about that but that's so interesting but and i mean i love both of them oh, i don't for sure i just would like to just absolutely broadcast that i'm not a trying to besmirch either of them at all like they're both geniuses and i have not fit to hold their jock strap but yeah it's just like you know the sort of ethereal nature of art in general and uh i suppose songwriting specifically is that like if you have like just like the corner of an idea that's probably all you need you know like, I mean, to use a fucked up, fucking weird example, it's like, what about like 21 Savage? And he's just like, in my bank account. What? In my bank account. <laughs> what? And it's, it's, like, it's like that shit fucking. It kills still somehow. It's dumb as fuck, but it kills. It kills, right? And it's like, it's like, <laughs> that, that, it's like, it's just like he just came up with that fucking idea. I mean, that's, I, I mean, and that's writing, you know? Like, yeah. You know, like that, that fucking song and video is actually great, though. Yeah, no, you you almost want to hate it because like it's simple and shit. Like, I, I mean, at like twenty, we want to be like, oh, that's so fucking dumb and like no thoughts, you know. But then, like, like, like it's honestly just an interesting fucking song and video, though. It's like, I, I, I mean, you know what I mean? It's junk uh-huh. food, but it's good, you know. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like there's cherry totally. pies I eat or something. Yeah, no, it's it's totally it's totally it's totally dumb, but it's totally good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, know, right? The uh. Like, who's the best writer in all of punk rock? The answer, I'm not even going to uh, uh, waste your time. I'll tell you. It's Tim Armstrong. Yeah, probably. probably and, yeah, I know. and I mean, like, his shit is so simple. And that's, like, what's hard, right, when it comes to writing, is, like, to, to distill it down to what you're trying to do and say. I mean, like, he's got a song. It fucking blows everybody's songs out of the water. And the chorus is nihilism, nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one word, you know? Yeah. 
And like that, like the best song, maybe the best punk song of all time. We just stole fucking Billie Holiday chorus. Good morning, hearty. You're like an old friend. Come and see me again. Like, and it's just like, it's so awesome. And it's just like the simplicity and the beauty of it. It is like, uh, let the let the record show I'm touching my heart. Sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's so good. Yeah, um, most uh, most of those punk bands wouldn't exist without Operation Ivy. I don't think, man. Like I, I'll, I'll acknowledge a lot in a bunch of those like songs, like uh, and like like Green Day's first album, like the so many slappy hours, whatever the number was. Like that was basically just an Operation Ivy cover album. <laughs> like, you mean like there's so many like, so many punk bands like wouldn't wouldn't be shit without Operation Ivy. I don't think, man. And then Rancid kind of evolved, I guess, into into like being a like you know me kind of a different, more refined thing, you know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to like go down like the rabbit hole of like 924 Gilman Street uh, punk, but it is funny to hear that like, you know, those bands were all super influential to me. Um, Operation Ivy, uh, 15, Crimp Shrine, um, Green Day, and, uh, you know, Metallica is also a 924 Gilman Street band. Um, and all of them are like, this was all Jesse Michaels. He was the singer of Op Ivy. It was like, he is the reason that there is this ethos in this music. Yeah, you can is, tell. You can tell it's weird. And and it's weird because, like, I know Jesse, and he's a fucking weird dude. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy you know. That's crazy you've met him. I, uh, I've never met him. We, we did, a, like, a nine-week nine tour. That's badass. Other, Holy other shit, band. that's fucking cool. Yeah. He and I have... Had physical altercations. It's good. Uh, we're 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 friendly now. Were you both uh, drinking? Were you both drinking? I mean, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, according to him, he was sober, but it didn't see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put a bunch of like chiefs together and they drink. Man, that's what happens. You know, you, you have you, you have too many chiefs, no Indians. You know, it's like, like <laughs> that's what fucking. I, I mean, that's what happens if you collab too many times. There's, there's some artists you just collab with. I can just like talk to and like bullshit with friends. And there's some that are just like tense as fuck, man. There's like. There's a couple that have been like tense as fuck, and I'm just like, you know, I mean, you just gotta like, I don't know, not step on their fragile egos sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was, I don't know. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I, I am a great admirer of those. That's, that's what I'll say about that. I think that he's an unbelievable talent. And, uh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I like I like the idea of the Sex Pistols, but their music kind of sucked. You know, it's like it's like like when I was a kid, I thought they were a lot cool. I think I don't know. Punk like drew to me like a lot as a kid. Like when I was like I had the Mohawk, I had the fucking you know I was I I, I did the whole fucking thing. But like I was just like the older I get, the more I'm just like everyone annoys me. You know, I listen to like country gospel and shit now. I mean, you know, I, I feel like if I was just to like listen to shit, it'd probably be that. You know, it's like but I, but I check out. I kind of experience everything. But the older I get, the more I just like calm i get you know like more chill maybe maybe i smoke more weed now i don't know but i i just feel i feel more calm now than i did those like a, i don't know like punk really resonated with me as a kid you know I, like the god save the queen behind the barge of the fucking queen that shit was hilarious you know like sex was like spray their name on the walls and shit and like every like that, that really like at 21 that hit hard you know it's like you can just kind of be i don't know i like that attitude better you know like like way more i like the attitude better still probably but the music didn't fall like your band sounds good your band's like punk <laughs> and like sounds good you know what i mean like the sex whistles it's like ah like, you know I mean, it's like, it was, it just didn't sound, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Well, no, 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 but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't sound that great. Um, the, <laughs> but the attitude is killer, dude. You know? Yeah. But the best part about the Sex Pistols, and I don't think a lot of people know this, and this could be even apocryphal. Maybe this isn't true, but um, I want it to be true so bad that I refuse to, I looked it up once and I saw that it was true, but. I don't know that that was enough research, but um, <laughs> they wouldn't like this this place, not this place, this uh, like sort of producer in Mexico when the Sex Pistols were blowing up was like, yo, these guys are getting big right now. And this punk thing is huge. Had four dudes come in, record the album exactly put the exact same cover on it and then he just sold it around Mexico. <laughs> so That's uh, hilarious. there's like a fake sex pistols <laughs> like out there like you know, I don't know, Los 
Pistolos or whatever, <laughs> you know. And but but it was just called the Sex Pistols. The songs were exactly the same. The cover was the same. It was just that this dude was making them and selling them and making all the money from it. So I That's mean, you so think the crazy. Sex Pistols were punk? <laughs> I got news <laughs> for you. There's there's somebody even punker called the Sex Pistols. It wasn't the Sex Pistols you're thinking of. Wow. If anybody listening knows where that album's at, let me know. I want to find one of those albums now. Like if anybody Oh, I think those things are anybody li- <laughs> I think those things are worth like thousands of dollars. I'd want it just for the novelty. I mean, I'd pay thousands mm-hmm. almost. That would be that's a great you just made me I didn't even know I wanted that until you said it existed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like now I know I want that. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a great story, man. Like uh I know punk, no punk's like a lot real cool, John. And I like how it evolved in the nineties where it became like more listenable, you know. It's like uh I mean I, like, I, like when I was young I could listen to the old shit, you know, but like it really became like good, you know. Like I think in the nineties and stuff, like a lot of bands like yourself and like I mean like some green every other Green Day album's killer, you know, like every <laughs> I'd say like, yeah, right. like every other yeah. one, you know. It just depends, you know, they made it like listenable. Even like Blink's kind of punk. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's like a pop punk thing that like a lot of like older school people get pissed at for even no, saying. I, I like I like Blink. I, I think Blink. I love cool. it. No, I I love all that. Sh- I love all of it, really. You know. And um, yeah. I mean, there's um, the thing is that there's like some of that stuff from the '80s though that is like I recognize as unlistenable to people younger than me is so good though. Like, if some fucking, if like, I don't know who's like the fucking new hardcore bands are. What, there's one called like Stick to Your Guns, right? Like, that's a big hardcore band right now. And like, uh, who cares? Let's just use them as an example. If they put out the song Filler by Minor Threat and it sounded exactly like it does, people would be like, even with the rest of Minor Threat's catalog, as an antecedent and an influence, uh, <laughs> if they put that song out right now, people would freak the fuck out and be like, holy shit, these guys just changed hardcore forever. And that song came out in 1981. You know, it's like... Yeah, Minor Threat was good. You could probably produce that. Like, fucking hit up that band and produce it. Like, uh, they'd probably listen to you, man, honestly. Like, uh, hit up... Uh... You should probably do that idea, honestly. <laughs> That's, good, that's like a legitimately good idea. You should probably hit that band up and or, or a band and see pitch it to them. See if you'll oh, like, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I'm talking about like in a sort of like speculative universe where the song doesn't already exist. Um, oh, like I get what I'm just, you're saying. I'm just, oh yeah, you mean like not the cover? Yeah, I get what you're saying. That would kill yeah. the cover. I love those hardcore covers, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's just like some of that stuff in the '80s was really great and like. Yeah, I seem like the Ramones. I'm not like a Ramones guy. Like, I don't, they just sound like the shitty Beatles to me, kind of. You know, like yeah. Well, I mean, the Ramones, the Ramones, uh, cast a big shadow, you know, for everyone. I think, I think it made it hard to like them um, for a lot of people as much as it made it easy to love them for a lot of people, right? You know, um, a lot yeah, of people are, are just like the Ramones are like the perfect pop punk band, and they like, you know, I mean. There's a lot of people that will say they invented punk rock, uh, which is not a classic. It's always a classic argument with them, or like yeah, like in England or whatever. Yeah, and it's like well, it New, this, New York or England. Yeah. There's this band from Peru called Los Psychos. Huh? They're from the '60s, and that is without a doubt the first punk band. Um, That's interesting. Uh, like the thing is. W- uh, it's like the fucking Galapagos Island, right? It's like, it's like, it's not like there was any sort of evolution from those psychos that like led to what we know as modern day punk rock. It was just like, they just happened on it uh, first before anyone, you know? Um, so it's, it's sort of a moot point, but yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, is it New York? Is it Detroit? Is it London? Who cares? I mean, like everybody was like fucking. <laughs> Everybody was fucking parallel pathing at that point, you know, like music was getting more aggressive. People were like sort of like looking at specifically, I think, Led Zeppelin and being like, fuck these dudes. Let's can we like strip it down a little? <laughs> yeah, know? no. Yeah, I think they found Johnny Rod in like a shirt that said like Pink Floyd sucks or something. Like I think like Malcolm, whatever the fuck their manager. 
Uh, right. found, found him with like a, uh, yeah, like a, either like a fuck Pink Floyd or Pink Floyd sucks. I forgot what it was. Something like that. Yeah. Malcolm McLaren was his name. McLaren. Yeah. The manager. That's right. Yeah. No, I, you know, he found Johnny Rodden like that. It was funny. Like, uh, an interesting concept, man. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, but like a lot of people do love their moans and like two weeks around. Like, they just seem, I don't know. They seem kind of shitty to me. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like not a, not a mean way. You know what I mean? I, 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 I yeah, hope they, yeah. they're living their dreams and shit. I hope they fucking make like 20 times more money than me ever, you know? But, but I, but I just feel like, I don't know. It doesn't sound good. It's just like, it's like, well, I don't know. you know, they're all dead. So you win. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. So where do you see like your kind of self going from here? Like with your uh with your current stuff? Like what's your project you're kind of focusing on now or next or whatever? I've been trying to put together I'm gonna put together a little split um solo seven inch. Sorry, I'm gonna put together a little split solo seven inch um here in the next couple of weeks. Um with this I don't think I can announce it yet, but it's uh it's with a cool band that I like and um I'm excited for that. I think we might do a tour together once it's like up and running. And then um, I've been trying to like start writing a Lawrence Arms record again, but like the pandemic really took a lot out of me, man. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like I forgot how to do a lot of stuff and I feel like there's not as much going in anymore. You know, like you have to feed the machine for it to produce gasoline you know um and and like uh it's been it's been a long time that i've been sitting at my kitchen table you know and uh like i've gotten lazy and that doesn't help um i don't know so like that's what i want to do and it's it's just all up to motivation and focus and just in time for the winter in Chicago, where <laughs> you can't even go outside at all. Perfect time to be like, yeah, no, but I'm really going to step it up. Um, but, that's, that's so funny. But, but the thing is, like, uh, you know, um, I think it's fine. That's the other thing. It's like, this, like th- this has been a fucking tough year for everybody, you know? Like, uh, People are like, man, you've been with your wife for 20 years. I'm having trouble with my wife after just five. I'm like, everybody's having trouble with their spouse this year. They're like, don't, don't fucking, like, don't get it twisted, you know? Like, it's not like, yeah, I had 19 years of no pandemic. That was easy. <laughs> Everybody has to like see each other and talk to each other a lot. Like, uh, I, I just got married this year, actually. I've been married like a month yesterday, I think. But Congratulations. I know, well, that's, that's not why I was saying it, but uh, thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was pandering for compliments, actually. I was thinking, no, no, but no, I just, uh, yeah, just, I did that thing. But I, I think Pentagon has a lot of silver lining, and I don't, I'm not going to go down the fucking rabbit hole of like how much I believe of it or how much I don't. But, uh, but, I, just, <laughs> but I just feel like we're just like, it's a weird test for everybody, regardless of what's actually going on. You know, it's just a, it's a weird thing like i mean like some people like you said like we haven't left their house in a long time and that's probably a lot of people man like especially in major cities like chicago la new york i mean a lot of that and then like i don't know the rest are just it's just fucking it's a weird time man i just feel like uh i don't know how to describe it and i don't i don't know if i want to and then like i always think it's like hard then i look at like what my grandpa had to do like he was born like 22 and, like i mean so he lived through like a like a world war and fucking great depression and fucking like all these others like, i mean like the fucking all this other shit so i'm like i don't know maybe we got it a little easier the, I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe it's always a struggle. Who fucking knows? I don't know. I, I mean, know. but but like you know, you've lived through nine um, eleven, the longest war in the history of the United States, and um, an even worse depression. It was yeah. just called a recession in the yeah. news. <laughs> so you know, like, but I didn't have to fight or anything. You know, like like my grand, everyone had to, everyone had to fight in World War. You know, like this is like a. This was like a guy who just wanted, you couldn't have, I'm not going to make fun of it, but, but uh, I feel like uh, it's a different kind of thing. You know, back then it was like, uh, I seen the propaganda, like I seen this one Airbnb, they had all this like propaganda from World War II and it just seemed more pure, you know, than like, than like, uh, than just like, let's get oil boys, you know, like, like you can't afford a house or a car right now. Like, let's go steal some oil boys, you know, let's destabilize the Middle East and like fucking suck our own dicks constantly, you know? It's yeah. Like- yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I, listen, you don't have to, the, the, the whole thing, well, God damn it! 
the, the whole thing with the military industrial complex these days is that they don't draft people because they know that that's not sustainable and that that will cause people to fucking uh, you know, like lose faith in the war effort. And so thereby they just put the onus on poor people and keep them over for like twice or three times their tours of duty. And they can create a 28 year war in which they fucking, uh, well, it was a 20 year war, but, um, in which they, um, can continue to sell war machines to themselves <laughs> pocket the proceeds for that 20 years, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's a whole different fucking story these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's money laundering, sex, sex, and or I'd say sex and drug trafficking, uh, uh, looting, uh, fucking, I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's a million, it's just a resource. It's a resource game. And like, I mean, our lithium ions from there are, our, our opiate ep- epidemic. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I, don't right, know. But I guess my point is like, when you're like, I look at my grandpa and you know, he went through some shit. It's like, dude, you might be surprised at what your grandchildren think about what you went through. <laughs> that's real. No, that's actually real when they look back. Yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. I just like, I, I just feel like that. Like, I feel like fighting, having to fight the Nazis is probably harder than like fucking like ignoring the news about a war. <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> like he's probably like a better person than me. You know, I'm just kind of lazy. Yeah, well, you know, you, you have been. Uh, raised in the Matrix, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're part of that generation that saw like like uh, I think our generation is probably the best like right now like for how everything worked because we saw before and at we kind of saw technology build. We're lucky enough to see that a lot of these people are just born into it, don't really understand like how it works. I don't you know. Oh, my children don't understand the idea of like a show not being on yet. Yeah, you know, I, like like I remember when, those days taping that. <laughs> they like premiere like a show and they're like, I want to watch that now. And I'm like, it's not on you. And they're like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I understand. Yeah. It used to be very different and they're still holding on to a a little bit of this, (laughs) you know? Yeah. How crazy is this? I could literally search your band on this device right here and like play something that you wrote. Like, like, it's it's how crazy like this universe is like versus like, yeah, like like we'd have to like hear your band on the radio, have to tape it on a fucking cassette tape or something, you know, as kids oh, or yeah. something. When I was really young, that's what we had to do, probably. Like when I wanted to hear any kind of music, like, oh, dude, this device contains the entire compendium of all human knowledge as yeah. <laughs> compiled up to now. Like it's <laughs> in our pocket, and that that's- includes like. Like everybody who's ever taken a picture of their asshole, you know? <laughs> like it's it's crazy. No, it is, and everybody tries to act like the pyramids are impressive. It's just like blocks stacked on top of each other to me, you know. But but like a fucking but a phone is like actually impressive to me. I, I mean, legitimately is. I feel like I could if you gave me I don't know the resources the Egyptians had, I probably could have made it a fucking pyramid, you know. But if you give me any resources, I still can't make a cell phone. You know, it's like I don't fucking have any idea how to make a cell phone. I have a basic idea, but I mean, I don't know. It seems way more complex. <laughs> All the like you said, all the information that ever existed. You um, have a basic idea of how to make a cell phone. A basic one. If you took off the back, it's basically just a computer with a screen. It's like a TV or a computer. You know, it's like base. I feel but, like I could, if you gave me enough time and enough uh, motivation, I could probably make one of these. <laughs> <laughs> if I was like, if there's no more cell phones, like I could probably figure it out. You know. Holy shit! I know. I mean, like I, I, I guess I trust you but <laughs> well i said it confidently so it must be true right that seems impossible to me <laughs> you're probably right no you're probably i right. probably I'd rather build a fucking pyramid by myself you always see them like ancient aliens or something like they're like like how did fucking people stack blocks on top of each other and like one guy's like it was fucking aliens man people couldn't stack blocks on top of each other they had to have aliens stack blocks on top of each other and i'm just like oh my god i can't even fucking listen to this it just sounds so dumb to me it's like just fucking so fucking stupid i don't know why pyramids are cool but they're not that complex you know it's like just fucking yeah, i don't no, know it's like yeah it, it, it fritz Caraldo, uh Fucking Werner Herzog had a bunch of native South American like tribes people fucking pull a goddamn Spanish galleon over the fucking uh, summit of a mountain. Uh, you can you can yeah. stack blocks. Yeah, it's like, it's like Stonehenge too, man. Stone, people fly fucking. They'll spend like a th- twelve hundred bucks to fly to see fucking Stonehenge, man. It's just like rocks, like it's like I don't know, man. Like 
just like yeah. it looks it looks like any bigger version of a music festival i've been to it was like hippies are just like stacking shit in the river it's like basically all it looks like to me it's like oh wow okay and i don't know if you've ever been to stonehenge is it more majestic when you're there so i've never been i just thought it was oh no stupid. it's between two highways it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious there's there's nothing majestic about it at all. yeah i was just wondering if i missed it or something yeah, it that's looks how- like it looks like if like God like dropped a bunch of tic tacs, <laughs> you know, and God's huge, so that's the size of the tic tacs, and uh, it landed in the like the garbage zone between the two highways. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it made no sense. Like that's how like Mount Rushmore felt to me. Everybody's like waiting in line. I drove by it. I'm like, there's no tits on that mountain. I don't give a fuck about. It. I at least put tits on it. You know, it's like if, if you want me to fucking buy a ticket, like make it interesting. It's like fucking bunch of dead dudes on a rock. I'm like, this is boring. You know, it's like like fucking I have a cell phone. This is boring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I, I don't mean to be ungrateful, but I feel like a lot of those are like that. Like Oregon Trail. Have you seen the Oregon Trail? Mm, no. It's like this big in like parts of Oregon. It's like literally like this big. It's like a fucking like rock trail or something. It's like so dumb. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't see it. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> like I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna uh, throw out some fucking links before we just talk for nine more hours about shit that doesn't matter. Uh, throw, like you have you, some links people should look you up or anything like um that you want to promote at the end of this? I guess. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at Bad Sandwich. Um, and uh, I'm on Instagram as Dr. Beekso with a dot dr dot Beekso. Um, and um, our band one is Lawrence Arms Official, I believe. Or maybe it's just Lawrence Arms. I'll figure that out right now. Um, so say somebody's like hearing this for the first time, they don't know who the Lawrence Arms are, they don't know who you are. Like, what song should they look at first from the Lawrence Arms? Like, you think? Um, well, man, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm, you know, like that's got to be I, hard as the writer. <laughs> You're not uh, seeing it as the crowd. You know, it's like it's yeah, different. yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's a song. Okay, so the, we have two singers, and um, there's a song called "Are You There, Margaret? It's Me, God," that uh is a popular one. We usually play last at shows and um we both sing it yeah um, back and forth so that's a that's a pretty good good starting point i would say this episode is brought to you by prescribed burn sauces go to prescribedburnsauces.com get some handmade roasted pepper sauces small batch check out their story check out the shop tell them anthony sent you